102-year-old fashion icon Iris Apfel said, when you don't dress like everybody else, you don't have to think like everybody else. Cecil Beaton said, the truly fashionable are beyond fashion. And Andy Warhol said, I want to die with my blue jeans on. Hi there, and welcome to Here's a Thought, the blogcast for people who overthink. I'm your host, Jan M. Flynn, and I can overthink anything, from geopolitics to brushing my teeth. If you could hear my brain, there's times it would sound like Grand Central Station at rush hour if somebody had just released a truckload of wild ferrets in there. If you know what that's like, if the voices in your head get a little too noisy from time to time, I invite you to take a break and listen to the ones in mine. Fall approaches, and with it, the realization that the clothes I've been throwing on all summer long without even thinking about it aren't going to work much longer, which means I have to think about how to dress, which makes me think about shopping, with which I have a love-hate relationship, and that gets me thinking about fashion, which I find intimidating, and that gets me to thinking about fashion trends, and that leads me to ponder trends in general, especially trends in popular culture. And how, now that I've crossed some invisible age threshold, very few, if any of them, seem to involve or include or even acknowledge my demographic. And that, on the whole, is something for which I am deeply grateful. So this week's episode is all about another unlooked-for upside to aging. I am not trending. Thank God. This doesn't mean I'm resigned to sitting around on the dust heap of history— Not yet. Not by a long shot. There are dimensions of life in which I am sure I'm just getting started. As a confirmed and happy late bloomer, I aim to be the floral centerpiece that nobody can overlook. One discovery of aging is that there are actually few things to which the phrase, I'm too old for that, applies. It's true that it's too late for me to embark on a career as an opera singer, or a ballerina, or a tennis pro, This bothers me not at all. I can't hit a ball with a racket to save my life. I have two left feet, and nobody anywhere would ever pay me to sing anything. Happily, age hasn't affected the pursuits I care most about. In fact, when it comes to reading, writing, traveling, mixing a perfect martini, and enjoying my own company, it's proved to be an advantage. Things are changing in the marketing world, which is slowly waking up to the fact that the demographic with the most disposable income, as well as the leisure to spend it, are, pardon the term, boomers. Emphasis on the word slowly, which is explained by this statistic, the average age of marketing executives in the U.S. is 39. I have a kid older than that. What this means is that the advertising chasing my age range with Medicare gap insurance, walk-in bathtubs, pills, pills, and more pills, are easy to evade, because they assume I'm such a dinosaur that I still watch TV commercials and clip coupons from circulars. This also means that the more subtle and pervasive peddling methods that currently beset generations further down the pipeline either occupy spaces where I don't spend a lot of time, although I keep meaning to figure out TikTok, or they don't bother with me at all. By and large, very few influencers have me in their sights. 
That sometimes leaves me out of the loop when it comes to popular trends. Once in a while, even a holdout like me feels a teensy bit left behind. But all I have to do is dip a toe into social media and or keep my eyes and ears minimally open and my gratitude for being trend-exempt is restored. Let's take, for instance, nap dresses. Maybe you've heard of these. I hadn't until I stumbled across the term in an article devoted to momfluencers. More on that later. So I looked up nap dresses and found a photo of a woman wearing a nap dress while reclining languorously in a field of wildflowers. Her dress, which is typical of the style, is a flowy, uber-feminized frock that features a lot of smocking up top, fluttery sleeves, and otherwise lots of floofy fabric. In other words, something that looks a lot like an old-fashioned nightgown, except you can wear it while meeting other diaphanously clad friends for matcha smoothies before picking up the kids from Waldorf School. The idea is that the nap dress is so comfortable you can take a nap in it, ideally drifting off in some Instagram-worthy setting, much like the woman in the picture I was looking at, and that woman evidently does not suffer from grass or pollen allergies— She might want to think about ticks. Apparently, the nap dress is a thing that's been around since at least 2021, a pandemic-inspired notion, which means it's not really a new thing. As usual, I'm late to the party, which is fine with me because this is a party I fully intend to skip. Don't get me wrong, I love naps. But I don't dress like a Jane Austen cosplay enthusiast to take them. Nor... Back in the 70s, did I march and burn my bra so I can look like Miss Havisham when I want to nod off in the afternoon? No, thank you. And here is a trend that is definitely nap dress adjacent, but potentially much more problematic. This has to do with the article I mentioned before. Momfluencers. Like raising children isn't hard enough. Today's young moms are besieged with images and posts and memes and vids and whatever else featuring women who approach parenting like performance art, except more lucratively. A momfluencer, in case you're blissfully unfamiliar, can be defined as a woman who has monetized her momminess, or who is at least offering it up on social media. Even if you're not following one or more mommy influencers on the gram or twit or x or talk— You've probably seen examples somewhere. You know what I mean. A typically white young mom, slender yet swathed in organic cotton, double points if it's an organic cotton nap dress, surrounded by her similarly attired tots and toddlers while she whips up kale-based snacks in an airy, spotless kitchen. The dress, the kids' outfits, the Uppa Baby brand stroller carefully staged in the background, and maybe even the kale— can all be sourced through sponsored links that pay the momfluencer per view or click or post, depending on whatever deal she's negotiated. Well, maybe props to the momfluencer for figuring out a way to be paid, in some cases handsomely, for the unremunerated labor of motherhood. Or maybe poo on her for making it all look way too easy, for setting a standard that has little to do with reality, and for commercializing her kids before they've reached the age of consent. Author Sarah Peterson has recently released a book, Momfluenced, Inside the Maddening, Picture-Perfect World of Mommy Influencer Culture. It's getting a lot of buzz in culturally attuned outlets like Vox and Wired. 
In the Vox interview, Peterson notes how mom-fluencer imagery harkens back to a mythologized, simpler time and is grounded in a double-edged wistfulness. Quote, We want to hope that we won't always feel so frenzied and burnt out in our roles as mothers. And she goes on to say, But I think it's insidious in that it assumes that there was a sense of purity or rightness in a time when most women were oppressed. When we think it was simpler then, it was easier then, we have to ask, who was it simpler or easier for? Well, clearly, there's a lot to unpack here, and that I am never H.O., or for those who don't speak text, in my never-humble opinion, is the problem or the burden. The person with the least available bandwidth to do such unpacking is a sleep-deprived, hormonally-adrift new mom whose life has just been commandeered by a tiny, relentlessly demanding invader. I've been there. New mommyhood is a struggle, and that goes for whatever era in which yours gets, or got, underway. And sure, in my day there were laundry ads, diaper ads, and baby food ads that invited me to feel inadequate for not using their products, but at least I wasn't having my attention hijacked by social media feeding me an endless diet of gauzy, impossible standards. What I really object to about the dark side of the momfluencer thing is this. It makes it hard to feel okay about pressuring my kids to make me a grandmother. On to other trends that I'm glad have skipped me, or that will. Eating Tide Pods as a fad has apparently come and gone, thankfully, although a February 2023 story from a Cleveland news outlet reported disturbingly that consuming detergent pods remains a problem among older adults with dementia. So far, I remain unlikely to mistake the colorful little thingies I put in my dishwasher soap basket for candy. Meanwhile, a casual sweep of the interwebs reveals current fashion tweaks that I won't fail to miss. Merely naming these trends is enough to explain why they're a terrible idea, especially for someone who would like to keep a toehold on dignity. These include bras as tops, the no-pants look, I'm not making that up, the topless blazer, for women, Napkin tops, the exposed underwear look. With a breathtaking lack of irony, the same article touting the exposed underwear look followed it right up with another headline about why you should build a capsule wardrobe. I'm sure this wasn't the intent, but I was left with a mental image of a woman wearing a napkin top, constructed entirely out of time-release pills. And no pants. I remain unfashionable, untrendy, and unapologetic. That doesn't mean I'm unaware. One of the luxuries of reaching the age of wisdom and perspective is that I get to keep up with the times to a degree that serves me, and not the other way around. It's not like I can't spot trends. It's just that there are very few of them I find worth my attention, even if they are momentarily amusing. Like John Lennon sang, I'm just sitting here watching the wheels go round and round, and just like him, I really love to watch him roll. Thanks for listening to this episode of Here's a Thought with Jan M. Flynn. Let me know what you think about the show and if you've got a topic you'd like me to overthink in an upcoming episode. You'll find easy, no-risk ways to reach out to me in the show notes. New episodes release every Wednesday. So until next time, when it comes to trends, may you take the approach of Carl Lagerfeld, who said, I'm not a fashion victim. Fashion is my victim. 
and may all your thoughts be good ones. <laughs>